www.grapecat.com. That's www.grapecat.com. Grapecat is an online vegan retail store carrying all of your fashion needs from t-shirts to coats and wallets to duffel bags and everything in between. Grape Cat prides itself on carrying eco-friendly and U.S.-made merchandise. Thank you for dressing compassionately. www.grapecat.com Check them out today. Hey, Grape Cats, I'm James Lucas, and welcome to episode 15 of the Grape Cat Vegan Fashion and Business Podcast. Yeah, creating a vision, seeking our passion, Great Cat, compassion, fashion, made in the U.S., eco-friendly, high quality without getting all spendy. We create the best, bringing it to you. Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do. Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store. GrapeCat.com for more. Please follow us on Instagram at GrapeCats. More and more people are looking for good quality clothing, bags, and accessories that lessen the impact on our environment. GrapeCat makes it easier for you to find top quality animal and eco-friendly products. At GrapeCat, we do the research that saves you time and money. If you're looking for products that make a difference, visit GrapeCat.com today. And while you're there, make sure to check out our events page to see where we will be next. On today's podcast, I talked to Juna De Silva from Juna Shea. Juna Shea is a mother-daughter duo that produces vegan clothing and accessories that are made with love in Brooklyn, New York. They design custom textile prints on eco-friendly and organic fabrics that look better than leather or suede ever would. They are working right now to create fun statement pieces that are available in a range of sizes because style shouldn't only fit some people. It should fit all the people. Here is Juna. How and why did you become vegan? I think that's a really long and short answer. I think the kind of universal answer is in a way everyone is. Every kid growing up is compassionate. Every person wants to make the best choices for themselves and also for others around them. And I think that in that, like that's where everyone has the capacity to universally be vegan. And I think that as we grow up and we get more disconnected from how everything's connected in the world, we lose that. So I think it's more about people coming maybe back around to really being vegan. I became a vegetarian when I was 15 and then slowly over time started to realize like small hypocrisies in myself, like being a vegetarian that still wore leather or being a vegetarian, but still, you know, like laying on a pillow and noticing a feather and then realizing somewhere that that had come from an animal. And then slowly the only answer was just to take out less and less animal products because it was really clear that the connection between what how I felt and what I wanted to do in the world and where animals came into that. And why did you become vegetarian? When it's 
the same kind of thing. I think growing up, we didn't really eat that much meat. And I definitely, but I definitely at some point did, you know, my family was kind of always the family that ate like whole wheat bread before it was good, like before it was like in the know. I was raised by, you know, kind of like hippie parents in downtown New York City. I um, read Fast Food Nation and I read No Logo by Naomi Klein and at 15 and I was eating like chicken pad thai while I was eating it and it kind of just hit me that all these all these things that I was feeling all this like up like this upset that you could feel with within everything that that was connected to food and I just really realized that I didn't feel comfortable eating anything that was once alive and that had been able to see a sunset, see snow, or as then I like learned more and more, maybe even they hadn't, maybe the only thing they ever saw was a, you know, the inside of like a disgusting barn, but that just like the idea that these, these, that these weren't things, that these were animals that had this like amazing capacity to see to feel just like me and so I instantly stopped eating meat um pretty much soon after that stopped eating eggs and then it kind of went from there was your family supportive of it oh yeah super supportive um my mom was a vegetarian for a really long time and she obviously understood it. And my dad, when I kind of started bringing to him more and more information about like the horrors of what happened in slaughterhouses and what was going on with like the actual food process in America they were both really quick to be like, that's what you want to do. That's great. And we were always the kind of family that spoke about everything. So more and more me not eating meat led to my father not consuming any meat. And it just kind of snowballed from there. It's amazing. Like what one change kind of does, especially to like a small family. So did they go vegan too? At the same time, like when you did, was it a family effort? It was a family effort, I would say more like step by step in part. I think the veganism was more my own thing. And it was kind of just like different, different pieces happened at once, like getting rid of, um, you know, down comforters in the house, really like changing the way that you ended up buying any kind of product like beauty product like soap things like that so it was kind of one of those things where it's interesting because it wasn't like oh this it was we kind of did like a whole bunch of different things at once like we're changing out this did you read this about this soap did you know this about this and kind of just like all these different kind of transformative things that happened from that and is that what led you to start your company well, yeah, um, that's def- that was something that I always really wanted to do. My mom was a textile designer growing up, so we were. I was always. I saw the fashion industry in all of its different ways—good, bad, everything—and I always wanted to have a company. I always wanted to create stuff, and then it was kind of the thing where, you know, at first you kind of feel discouraged. You're like, oh, I would really love to do 
like a fashion company, but there's so much exploitation in this and the way that animals are used as a commodity is just so it was one of those things where we were saying, well, what if we could create something and have it, you know, have it hit all these marks like that we would want to see reflected in the world. And that's really what led to it wanting to see like the ultimate version of, um, you know, seeing, wanting to see something that was not only beautiful and fashionable, but something that was my own values reflected back onto it. Yeah. I think that anytime you kind of become more aware of your own place in the world, it helps with anything that you're creating. So you have your mom helping you? Yeah. Um, it's really kind of, she, you know, she's worked in fashion her whole life. So I was really the one that was like, let's do it. Let's do it. She's obviously, um, she's, she's definitely on the more creative side. And then it's me on everything more like business related. And so what was your first product you created? The first thing we ever did was we made a scarf. We wanted to find something that could be super colorful, super beautiful, and maybe not have something that wasn't, um, something that was warm, something that was durable, but something that just didn't have any, um, animal products. So we're like, let's start with scarves because it's something that universally looks great on anyone. And also is a really easy way to, like get the process rolling. And then what what was your next product? Uh, the next thing we did was these really fun headpieces, something that would be like a new take on earmuffs. We found this amazing, really super warm and durable organic cotton that really felt and looked like sharp, like shearling Sherpa kind of fabric, except it was made from cotton. So we made these really adorable headbands that were lined with that on one side, put with one of our prints on the other. Everyone needs to work on realizing is that if it's not ethically made, if there's if it, there's not fair labor into it versus like at how the cotton's picked or how the fabric is produced or who's making it, then that's not vegan. Like you can't have, like for me at least, I don't think I would be able to buy certain things that weren't made in a manner that I felt comfortable, you know, and that because that's not, you know, if a, if a, if a, if a little kid is making something if, or if any human is making something not getting like adequately paid and treated right, then that's not, that's not vegan as far as I'm concerned, because we have to make sure that it's real kindness and fairness and heart to everyone. And that extends to human and non-human animals. Do you give any of your profits to sanctuaries or do you, uh, nonprofit groups? Yeah. Um, everything of ours that has a flying pig on it, there's 20% of each of that goes to the farm sanctuary. They do fantastic work. Um, if anyone isn't familiar with them, I would obviously go check them out. Um, some of the animal, you can read the stories of all the different animals that they've rescued. And I think they really help to tell 
the world to see these animals as more than maybe just a cow, a chicken, a pig, and they are amazing. So 20% of anything that has our flying pig on it goes to them. What do you wish you knew before starting your business? A lot. I think it's every year I think I can look at something different and say, it's just there's, there's so much of a process. It, it's I don't know if I can really pinpoint one thing. I guess it would be to really know that everything kind of to be to really kind of learn to be okay with the fact that everything happens all at once, even when sometimes things feel like they're not happening at all. And I think I wish I knew just to kind of be a little bit nicer to myself. I think when you when you're doing things, and sometimes you feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it because if you're waiting your whole life, you know, to, to keep going with like a dream you have, you're, it's never going to happen. So you just have to do it. But in that process, you can be pretty mean to yourself. So I think really focusing on being nicer to yourself is actually like will really pay off hugely. So I think that's a big one. What has been your biggest struggle? I think it's real. like I think people are really receptive to products as a whole. But I think sometimes it in like the short term, it's still really hard to get of people to fully grasp like why, say, a dress that's made in America with an orga- organic cotton or another similar like low environmental impact garment is the same like is is a different cost than say something else. And so I think trying to make to keep having that be a way to get it across to people is something that can definitely be can definitely feel like a struggle. What has been your biggest victory? I think anytime you don't give up on yourself and you keep going despite like that voice in your head that tells you not to despite maybe what some other people tell you, I think that's an amazing victory. So anytime I see anything that goes from like a sketch or an idea in our head to like having our cut and sew team make something is a huge victory. I guess I would say the first time I ever saw anything of ours in print for like an editorial, that was a huge victory. But um, no, actually, the first time I ever saw a random stranger wearing some uh, wearing a headpiece of ours walking down the street in the summer, I remember I like I went into a Rite Aid and I stood there and I cried because it was so exciting to just see someone else that really was wearing it. And that was just like one of those crazy things. Um, And I think it also really just made it really clear that like, oh, okay, wow, it's possible. Like, you can do this. Like, look, that was an idea you had, and now it's on someone else. And that piece of fabric has, like, a life of its own in a way. And that was amazing. What are you grateful for? Definitely grateful for all my family and friends. Um, I'm grateful for being able to learn something new every day. So you always get a, another chance to do something and make it better. I think when especially like related to being a vegan veganism there's always a a general sense at least for me of feeling so 
upset for like all those lives I didn't have a chance to save because I wasn't fully making my own connections. And so there's definitely times where I feel really sad. I feel really sad for that. And I'm really grateful for every chance that I get to wake up and have another chance to make it better, not only for me, but for hopefully for other people too. What is the best way for people to contact you? Through our website, junashay.com, through our Facebook page, junashay, or through our Instagram. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Grape Cat Vegan Fashion and Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find the show notes at grapecat.com. Do us a favor before you go, please take a few seconds to rate this podcast. It is a key way to get this podcast higher in the ranks, which will make it more accessible to people who truly need this information. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Make sure you never miss a future episode of this podcast by subscribing. If you have any questions or guest ideas, please send them to podcast at grapecat.com. Thank you for dressing compassionately. Yeah, creating a vision, seeking our passion. Great cat, compassion, fashion. Made in the U.S., eco-friendly. High quality without getting all spendy. We create the best, bringing it to you. Shirts, coats, wallets, everything we do. Dress with compassion, we're a vegan store. Grapecat.com for more.